Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I am joined by my friend Amy to discuss the astrology of December 2019. Please sit back and enjoy. So we're back to discuss the astrology of December 2019. Oh my God. The last one for 2019. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. This has been too, you know, January of 2019 lasted 700 years. And then the rest of the year year just just really flew by. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I know. It's in like the whole year we've been talking about the Saturn Pluto conjunction, Saturn Pluto conjunction. And now, like, it's, it's, it's almost here. Like, it's a month and a half away, roughly. It's, what is today? Today, <laughs> today, what is today? It's November 24th. So, yeah, we're not that far away from it. And, but before we talk about all of that, how was your, uh, how's your Mercury retrograde? I mean, we're still kind of <laughs> in it. Oh, yeah, it was, it was definitely. Definitely a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. Mine was so I Mercury was in Scorpio, mm-hmm. and I well, it's still in Scorpio, and that's my first house. So anything, anytime something is trucking through my my first house, I always I always get really well, and as I should, you know, get really focused on the self and the body and identity and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like. What happened to me, one of the cool things that happened during the retrograde for me was um, a friend of mine uh, who lives out in Virginia put a call out on Facebook of like, hey, we're starting a magical group here. I remember Um, you telling me about that. Yeah. Um, But, you know, she said, if any of you online want to be a part of it, you know, please let me know. And I was like. Fuck yeah. Like, (laughs) I messaged her. I'm like, can you add me to this group? And so I got added to the group. And it's been really cool. Because I mean, there's a lot of, you know, people out there that are local, but then there are some of us who are in as far as like Vancouver. Oh, wow. So yeah, and it's, you know, we've exchanged videos and, uh, you know, just postings and it really centers around uh, chaos magic, mm-hmm. which, you know, you know, oh, how very 90s. But like, um, it's been really, it's been really validating. And like, that's the close because like, I don't, I'm not a part of a tradition mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. I never have been. I've never really been interested in it. I mean, yeah. if, you, if that's your jam, great. I'm yeah. happy for you. Yeah. But like in in reading like the, the, the chaos magic stuff, like that's like the closest I can get to you. Like if somebody said, well, where do you follow? I'm like, well, I I kind of a chaos magician in a sense, because you essentially can do what you want, you know, and that's really what it's about. And like the, the emphasis is on that, but really what we are is just a group of people who's, who are trying to have a conversation about what is working for you and to get help from other people. And it's all, been a very validating experience just because in looking at and looking at all of it and like listening to other people's stories it's just kind of like oh so I'm not the only one Mm -hmm. and it's been really cool too to like just all help each other out yeah and um I like have done like several sigils Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I don't, I don't do my sigils the way like Chaos Magic says you should. I mm-hmm. follow more of the Laura Tempest Zakroff way of doing sigils because that just works for me. Mm-hmm. But that's the point of the whole yeah, thing well, is just to figure out what works for you. How? Yeah, and what is cool is that because I've been and because I've been able to speak with other people, mm-hmm. I actually started seeing pretty immediate results. Nice. You know, like sometimes like you put stuff out there and it's like, like it doesn't, it doesn't always reveal itself right away yeah. or it kind of lands in a different way and you're like, uh, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. You no, think- the, this was pretty like, this was pretty like set on, like I ha- I had a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. and like I, I did a working for, for like health and, and whatever. And uh, because going to the doctor just is just anxiety provoking for me. But like my doctor was just like, you look amazing because she hasn't seen me in a year. Mm -hmm. And and but she had seen me a lot when I was really sick and fighting this autoimmune crap. Yeah. So, you know, she saw me and she was like, you look amazing. Have, and she was like, have you lost weight? I'm like, I don't really know. And then mm-hmm. like I looked at my weight thing and like I've lost five pounds since I was there the last time. But just just hearing that mm-hmm. was like, yeah, was like really awesome. And there's yeah. just been like, a, like a lot of compliments thrown my way. Not that I was, you know, like not, and that, that's not what the point of it was. Yeah, it but wasn't it just. But it was just like it was it was the like not only do I want to be healthier, but I just do. I want to feel better and embody confidence. Yeah. And like I have been embodying confidence Mm -hmm. internally. So it's been showing externally externally. and um, and and just learning how to do other workings. It was Mm -hmm. just and so like to me, this was such like a first house thing. So. Yeah, and and have I been digging deep on some stuff of like, you know, what do I really want to accomplish? What is mm-hmm. my intention? Oh yeah, there was a yeah. lot of that. And there was a lot of like journaling and stuff to figure out like, well, you know, why you know, why do I feel like I need this? Yeah. Why do I feel like I want this? Where yeah. is all of this kind of, I mean, there was a there was a lot of that and like, you know, and you know, you should be doing that in your magical practices anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's not just throwing out wishes and whatever yeah. like there is work yeah and to me it's like going to therapy it's like another version of therapy yeah you know so self-guided therapy yeah so uh that that was my mercury retrograde that was like my cool thing what about you did you have anything cool happen or was it just like the toaster exploded um <laughs> well i mean there was just so much that happens during the retrograde with like my yeah. job and my personal life and like yeah, so it it just was it it was a thing, but it was it was a good thing, you know. Yeah. Well, you would have had you would have had Mercury going over your sun, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, should we start talking about December? Oh yes, let's do it. Jesus Christ! All right, everybody, bear with us because this might be a long one. All right, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the fact that the the sun the sun went into Sagittarius on the twenty second. So right now the the feeling of the season is celebration, and that makes sense because we've got 
Thanksgiving, quote unquote, mm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> it is a problematic holiday. <laughs> um, but it is a time of year where we start, you know, seeing family, seeing mm-hmm. friends. If you have a child that's in school, there's probably a plethora of what are they called? Pageants and stuff to the go concerts, to. Concerts, holiday concerts, choirs, yeah. band shows. Yeah, there's you know, all, all of that, that stuff going on. There's, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of community activity and stuff like that. So that's the season that we're in. On December 2nd, though, Jupiter moves into Capricorn. And this is fairly significant. Jupiter is in fall position in Capricorn. What this means is that Jupiter is a bit of an unwelcome guest in the house of Capricorn. Jupiter has been in Sagittarius all year, which is Jupiter's home place. And I've said this several times on the podcast where it's like the only thing saving us right now is the fact that Jupiter's in Sagittarius Mm -hmm. and giving us some buoyancy. Yeah. But starting December 2nd, that all ends because what does that look like? You know, Jupiter is like that, hey man, <laughs> jovial planet that just hands out gifts. Yeah. And Capricorn Mm-mm. is structure yeah. and the institution yeah. and boundaries ruled by Saturn. I mean, it's a very so Jupiter walks into this very Saturnian place where. You know, Jupiter is like, anything is possible. And Saturn's like, we don't do that here. (laughs) We don't behave this way. You know, so Jupiter has got to be like this well-behaved planet. Rigid. Yeah, rigid. Yeah, Saturn, uh, Capricorn, Saturn stuff is very rigid. Mm -hmm. And Jupiter does not do that well. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be an energy for a year. Jupiter stays in a sign for a year. So that's significant and we're going to we're going to keep that's going to just be something that we're going to talk about through throughout now in 2020. On December 7th, Mercury enters Sagittarius. So on December 7th, Mercury is finally out of Sagittarius uh, out of Scorpio into Sagittarius. Sagittarius though isn't um isn't the best look for Mercury. Mercury is very like data and facts and Sagittarius is like, do you mean like alternative facts? <laughs> do you mean uh, truthiness? Do you mean philosophy? Do you mean like, I can look at this in 400 different ways and Mercury is like, no. No, just this way. Data, facts. <laughs> and Sagittarius is like, well, we don't really do that here. <laughs> so Mercury is kind of like, Ugh. So there may be like this feeling of like, what is true? What is the actual real? What is the really real thing? Yeah. That might be what Mercury is going through. Mercury went down into Scorpio and found all of the really real stuff yeah. and then came back up and now is in this land of like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. And now it's time to start processing all of that. Yeah. And the thing is, is that like once you have once you have all of the data, it is kind of nice to be in this open, expansive, freeing place that lets you play with it. Yeah. But it also just depends on how comfortable you are with it. doing that. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think in the coming months, that's going to be a lot of that's going to be a, a lot of what people are dealing with is like, what is true? Yeah. Because the old shit, old shit's gone. Yeah. It's actually, the old shit is actually already gone. Yeah. It doesn't exist <laughs> anymore and it hasn't. It's it just, we haven't, we haven't caught up to it yet. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, Mer- but Mercury is going to be in that space. Now let's take some time to just talk about Venus. Okay, so on November 25th, Venus entered Capricorn. So she was in Sagittarius, and she was like, yay, I love the creative energy of Sagittarius. Woo, whatever it needs to be is what it is. And, you know, she can feel very expansive and free. But now she's in Capricorn. No more of that. Yeah, no more of that. She's not, she doesn't feel bad in Capricorn. She feels more grounded in Capricorn. So when she comes she in... She has more direction. Yeah. Yeah. She... Yeah. She can feel more grounded there. But on December 11th, she conjuncts Saturn. And Saturn... Saturn kind of puts a damper on Venus. You know? Because... I mean, she's there. She's willing to be grounded and everything. But Saturn is just kind of there like, you've got to be practical... You've got to, you know, you've got to set boundaries, which, you know, actually may not be such a bad thing. No, you know, it's not the enjoyable thing. It's yeah. the work. And that's not yeah. necessarily always fun. And it's also, too, it's permission to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, when Venus was in Sag, it was kind of like, yeah, let's do all the things, mm-hmm. all the things. And this might be a time when it's just like, you know what? No. Yeah. We're not going to be able to make that because we've got X, Y, and Z. Is there mm-hmm. some other way we can come together, though? Yeah. Like, you know, because it starts, it's just all it's doing is getting darker. All it's doing is getting colder. And you just want to be more efficient in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. On December 13th, Venus conjuncts Pluto. So she's going to take a bit of a deep dive. This this could be an intensity to... This could be intense. I mean, Pluto transits are always pretty intense. Uh, this might have to do with relationships. And it because it's Capricorn, it might be the relationship that you have to the stru- structures, quote unquote, structures in mm-hmm. your life. And, you know, Pluto is really good of, like, honing in on what stays and what goes, you know? Yeah. And I feel like with Venus, because she is okay in this grounded sort of energy, she's going to be okay with, like, no, just going to have to cut that thing loose. And with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction going on, this is this whole thing with Venus – and the conjunction to Saturn and Pluto, this is your this is your pre-movie trailer. You know, <laughs> this is the trailer to the film that's going to be playing in 2020. So I would say on December 11th and de- December 13th, this is when you need to be busting out that journal and just writing down the experiences that you have. Oh, just to back up a second. On December 8th, she will sextile Neptune. So before this whole thing happens with Saturn and Pluto, she has that dreamy dream moment with with Neptune, 
where, you know, he's asking her, what do you dream? How do you want to, how do you, you know, what does that structure look like? Mm -hmm. And then Saturn comes in and says, I want you to be practical. And Pluto is going to come in and say, and I want you to cut away whatever you need to cut away to bring that that. about. Because make it happen. Yeah. Because the big Saturn Pluto conjunction is happening and it's happening. Um, on December 11th, December 12th, we get a full moon in Gemini. So in November, we had a new moon in Sagittarius on November 26th. Uh, we haven't had it yet because we're recording this on the 24th. But this was the Make-A-Wish moon the, uh, because uh, Jupiter's going to be playing with that moon and it's and it's kind of like a time for what well, it's not kind of like it is a time for you to make that wish we're coming to the end of the year what do you want your next year to look like shoot mm-hmm. for the moon just mm-hmm. shoot for the moon and with the full moon coming into gemini on the 11th 12th the moon is mutable and gemini is mutable And Gemini is very, very, very thinky, you know, whereas I look at like the new moon in Sagittarius with that Jupiter action happening is very, very feeling, very fantasy driven. But Gemini, again, ruled by Mercury is like data, Mm -hmm. information. Yeah. So I feel like there's going to be this. Well, I feel two ways about things. Yeah, I know I made that wish two weeks ago, but is that still what I wish for? Kind of like that, like, second guessing yourself, like, because it is probably something different. And with all of the change, you know, like talking yourself out of it, you know, that kind of energy is what that seems like could happen. Yeah. And with Venus just going through what she went through. There may there may be some there may be some rethinking mm-hmm. around that full moon. That is completely and totally okay. You know, Gemini is the twins. Uh, Gemini is duality. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you to feel two ways about a thing. Yeah, you know, you just have to be able to sink into like if that's uncomfortable. Yeah, because some people. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> they just want to fucking know. Yeah, like what's gonna happen. Yeah. Why we do astrology <laughs> and tarot and magic and all the other stuff, um, but it's just being like I feel two ways about a thing and just acknowledging and accepting yeah. it and surrendering to it. And surrender is not a bad word. No, surrender is an awesome word. I am getting more and more acquainted with it every day. Sometimes surrendering and being vulnerable to things is more powerful. And yeah, more, you have, gives you more strength than trying to control. A situation. Yeah. Well, because at that point, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And nothing can hurt you anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, because kind of like when you lay it all out, like nothing can hurt you mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. So on December 15th, Jupiter, which is in Capricorn, trines Uranus, which is in Taurus. I look at this as, okay, so Jupiter is in Capricorn doing his best to make as as good of a situation as it can be. I feel like with this trine with Uranus, I feel like Uranus is like, hey, 
you know what? You, you're still you. And you can still be you. Be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Try to use this time in a not so great situation yeah. to maybe you know, better yourself in something else. Yeah. It's the hopefulness that mm-hmm. comes out of a, you know, n- not so comfortable situation. Yeah. That's how I look at that. On December 21st, we get the winter solstice. The days days start to get longer. (laughs) God, we are here in the Midwest and we're in Milwaukee and it gets dark at like four o'clock. It's brutal. It is. There are some nights when it's like, it's 630 and I'm like, it feels like midnight. I want to go to bed. And I want to just put on my jammies and go to bed. And that has happened to me where I fall asleep at like eight o'clock and then I'm up at like 330. Oh, that's the worst. Just (sighs) uh, hopefully you don't fall into the to the pattern because getting out of that is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have been, I have been good. I have started taking this supplement. It's the one that I told you about. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what is, Oh, rhodiola. Yeah. I told my doctor about it and she was like, I love that stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just it just gives you a boost. Mm-hmm. And there's two versions of it. She was like, you can take the one that like gives you a boost or you can take the one that mellows you out. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't know there were two. Mm-hmm. I've just been using CBD oil for that. And so... So yeah, I've I've been using that supplement and it helps. Like I take it at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Works like a charm. Nice. I can at least stay up to like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Nice. Because I did that all last winter mm-hmm. where I just like I was falling asleep at eight, eight thirty and yeah. then was up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I mean, I used it to like it's like, okay, well, I guess this is just meditation time for yeah. me yeah, and me journaling well. time for me. But yeah, it still sucked. <laughs> so so we get the winter solstice, and the sun enters Capricorn on December twenty second, and so now, so the sun has been like, I'm in Sagittarius. We get to eat a lot of food and hang out with our friends and probably drink too much and go Christmas shopping and you know all of that. And now the sun is super serious. <laughs> Because the sun is now in Capricorn. And here, and I, and I put this as a note, here in the Midwest, <laughs> winter will kill you. Yep. <laughs> because we get something called sub-zero temperatures. Uh, it's not so bad in Milwaukee, but I've lived further north than oh, here. yeah. And it sucks so bad. Um, so... This and I and I know that like in the southern hemisphere they're having summer, which awesome for you, but mm-hmm. we're having winter. <laughs> and and the reason I'm talking about this is because this is what we, ex- you know, Amy experience. and I experience. Yes. So this is definitely a time where you know the sun gets serious. And think about us. You know, we've got to make sure that we've got our safety kit yeah. in our car. <laughs> we've got to make sure that. You know, we have... We're prepared that, yeah, you know, food. we have food in our house, that we've got salt to put down if it, you know, ices, you know, we've got to have that extra weight in the back of our car. Like, we have all of these things that, for our basic survival uh, through the season, that we have to think about, and, you know, we got to, in case we have to batten down the hatches and... Yeah, do you have you know? a spare of glove, a spare, you know, pair of gloves in your trunk? Do you have yeah. a lighter? Yeah. Do you have a blanket? Mm-hmm. 
and do you, do you have, have triple litter? a yeah <laughs> but that's a big one you know so so this is a time when we really we really start to batten down the hatches and this is when i told you that we were going to talk about krampus too <laughs> yes. because um we're actually here in milwaukee there is going to be a krampus knocked yeah and it's and I've never been to it, but apparently everybody dresses up like Krampus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> actually, I kind of want to go. And I think uh, I looked online to be like, when does people? When do people celebrate this? And it's like December fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, but I was reading a little bit about Krampus and who Krampus is. Mm-hmm. And Krampus is a half goat, half demon. Gotta love those Germans. <laughs> I know. I was just like, yeah, I love the Germans. And what Krampus did was he ate children who misbehaved. Yep. He's like the antithesis to Saint Nick. Yep. So, and then I was just like, how awesome is that? Because Capricorn mm-hmm. is a goat. And Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And Saturn is Kronos. And, and Kronos ate his children. <laughs> Just, there's just a lot of flesh eating going on. But but I was just looking at these myths and I was like, how cool is it that like this stuff is just strung together through antiquity? Yeah, that's you know? kind of crazy, actually. So, yeah, I know. I mean, and in, and maybe I'm pulling a thread that isn't really there. But I just thought it I thought it was cool. It's like, interesting. Yeah. For sure. You know, this is you know, we're in Capricorn season. Krampus knocked. Mm-hmm. Saturn, eating of children, <laughs> you know, and making sure that you're on your best behavior, making sure do do you have a freezer stocked full of meat? So mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if there's a blizzard, you can have you taken care of your stew. responsibilities? <laughs> yeah, you know, have exactly. you done because like you were saying, it was Sagittarius. It was all fun and like drinking and doing all of this stuff. But you know, while you were doing that, you know, were we also responsible and maybe mm-hmm. we need to get back to like mm-hmm. getting that taken care of, you know, lest you be caught, you know, without and that. Can, yeah, that can be bad. OK, it's also the time of year when people go, oh, I just got to get past Christmas and then I'm going back to the gym. Yeah. You know. On just to make note of this really quick, on December 20th, so right before the solstice, uh, Venus enters Aquarius. I'll, uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this next month. But really, what happens with Venus when she enters Aquarius is that she becomes the visionary. Because that's what Aquarius is. The dreamer. Yeah. And Aquarius is all about the future. Mm -hmm. So she goes from this place of like being very grounded to... Now I have had these new experiences and I've got to think about the future. Uh, Also on the 20th. So now we're going to start. We're going to talk about Mars now. I kind of did this in like this weird stacked sort of way. So I know I'm a little bit about out of order. Please forgive me. Hopefully you've got your pen and paper and you're writing down all of these dates and 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 not stressing about them. Mars and Scorpio. So remember, Mars went into Scorpio. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Uh, Mars is actually, today, I believe, is opposite Uranus. So, woo. <laughs> um, but, so, Mars and Scorpio sextiles Saturn on December 20th. So this is an easy flow of energy. So, 
you got two malefics, but to me, this is constructive action. I really look at this as like Mars, because Mars is in a home place, like he's happy to be in Scorpio because he's just like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when he was in Libra, he's like, I got to think about everybody else. And now Gotta Mars is fair. like, no, me. I'm thinking about yeah. me. I'm yeah. taking action for me. And with the Saturn thing, with the with the Saturn sextile, M- Mars wants it to be as constructive as possible. So any dead weight, Get rid gone. Of and then on the 22nd, Mars will sextile Pluto. So now Mars in Scorpio, me, I can think about me, is really about getting to the bottom of things and rooting things out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's also about power too. So it's just kind of, so with with Mars having that aspect with Saturn, it's kind of like, what's the dead weight? What's got to go? Oh my God, I feel that in my soul right now. Yeah. Really, I do. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're starting to feel all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all it's all coming pretty quickly, so that makes sense. But it's also the but the Mars Pluto thing is about it's about power, mm-hmm. like having the power to cut those things away. Yeah, having the the ability to stand in your own power. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scorpio modern ruler is Pluto. Yep. So, and then we've got a sextile. I mean, this is some good action to just be like, I am here. <laughs> like, this is what That's I am gonna doing. Be my... <laughs> you know, this yeah. is, this is what I am doing. And mm-hmm. then we've, we've got, and then remember Saturn mm-hmm. Pluto conjunction coming. So what is playing out in December to me is like the prep time for 2020 yeah i mean we've kind of been those ducks in a row yeah i mean we've been going through the whole year dredging up stuff Mm -hmm. trying to you know marie kondo our lives uh i mean really facing a lot of stuff and we've talked about it several times where we're seeing it all the time in the news we're seeing it all the time globally that like the veil has been ripped off and there's just some ugly shit under yeah. there and we're all having to deal with it. And a lot of people are saying, I ain't trying to hear that. And then other people are saying like, I've heard this for years. Thank you for all showing up. And yeah. then there are people who are afraid who are like, I know, I know, I know. I just, but, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then there are people who are trying to change who still fuck up, but they're, but they're open to it. And all of this is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the way that we have to look at it because we've been through all of these cycles before yeah. all of this that, that's happening is nothing new. Nope. So, new moon, solar eclipse, Christmas Day. Ooh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't celebrate Christmas, but Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy whatever the fuck you celebrate. Uh, but there, on that day, regardless of what you celebrate, uh, there's going to be a solar eclipse. And uh, Capricorn... And the moon, uh, so it's going to be a moon in Capricorn, and the moon is in detriment in Capricorn, meaning that the moon is not very happy in Mm, Capricorn. The moon's watery and Mm -mm. floaty and dreamy. 
and the moon is changeable yeah. and Capricorn Mm-mm, is not. <laughs> Capricorn's like, we don't do that here. <laughs> so the moon is kind of like, oh, I'm kind of in this weird place. So the moon is in detriment. It's not the happiest place for the moon. However, because we are coming to the end of the year, there is a level of excitement. Mm-hmm. It is a new moon. There is this there, there is this need for renewal. Yeah. But it's but you know, the but the sun is blocked out. So there it, there's a feeling of uncertainty. That's what I get with the solar eclipse is that there is a lot of excitement because there is this feeling that something new is about to happen. That there's change coming about, Mm -hmm. but how and what and that all of that unknown that is like causing the intrepidation, I, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's kind, it's kind of an uncomfortable one. Plus it's the holidays to boot. Yeah. Where, a lot, a lot of people don't like the holidays. A lot of stress related to yeah. finances, money, gift giving, family. Capricorn. No family. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of the anxieties around structure. Yep. Think about it. But yep. you just said finances, banks, yep. family. Those are all structure. structure. You know, and what does family even mean these days? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have this societal construct of family, but what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. We just had Friendsgiving with, mm-hmm. you know... A couple of, you know, a couple of our friends because it was just like, you know, and I just decided I was like, we're doing this because I love all of these people. I'm sorry you couldn't make it. And, (laughs) and, you know, I love and I love you and I love all of these people. And I just I just want to sit down and have dinner with them. Yeah. You know, so there's there's just a lot of like heady questioning I feel that's happening around this time. I think, too, that everybody is just really like deciding like what what means the most to me like where is my energy like spent where does my energy make me happy you know and kind of like really delving into all of that and like focusing on ways to make that happen yeah yeah oh right on and um on December 27th, the sun conjuncts Jupiter. So you've got this eclipse action happening. Remember that an, when an eclipse happens, it takes like six months for the energy on it to dissipate. I mean, the first two weeks are pretty intense. But like the next day, yeah, we have the sun conjunct Jupiter. Jupiter, so when, it, when the sun comes in, like when we get to that zero degree of a conjunction. I mean, Jupiter is going to be like, I'm at full power because of the sun. <laughs> you know, so there really is like this hopefulness that comes in right after. Yeah. But Jupiter is also in Capricorn. So there's also there's also this feeling of constraint at the same time. So it really is this weird thing of like, I am hopeful for the future, but I am totally uncertain as to what that means. And it really is, it really is a chance to like dive in and dig deep. I talked about it, I think, in the last podcast where um, I said, you know, one of the things we might get with Jupiter is Jupiter may be like, oh, Capricorn, Capricorn's about structure. 
I'm going to build a bunch of shit. That's how I'm going to expand. Mm -hmm. You know, so there might be, you know, it won't be as like freeing as like the Sagittarius thing where it's all about like where they're where um, it's, you know, it's just kind of like a free for all. It might be like I'm going to expand, but I've got to funnel it like right into this thing. Yeah. A more structured way of dealing with your creativity or those thoughts or feelings Yeah, to kind of handle that. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too. Like, I talked about, like, my thing with Mercury Retrograde. One of the things I had been thinking about during the retrograde was Mm -hmm. this podcast because I was just like, I got to get this right, you know. And one of the things that started to happen for me is I have actually started to work on another choreography. And it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while and it was, and I was just kind of feeling into of like maybe that's how Jupiter Capricorn is going to be for me. Man, because when I looked back at my Jupiter and Capricorn the last time, that's r- really what I did was I was very focused on dance. So yeah, it's like funneling it into a thing. Uh, let's see, Mercury enters Capricorn on December twenty eighth. So eventually, we're not going to talk about this now, but eventually what's going to happen is that Mercury is going to conjunct Pluto and Saturn. Uh, So we'll, we'll, um, and we'll be talking about that next month. Just know that, you know, now uh, with Mercury leaving Sagittarius, like Mercury was kind of in the upside down Mm -hmm. being in Sagittarius, (laughs) but now in Capricorn, he's like, whew. Thank God. Okay, like I know it's an earth sign and yeah. I really like air, but like it's more it's more of like a grounded Grounding, yep. data, tangible mm-hmm. something or another that um he can put his hands on that yeah, you know, or at least grasp. or at least fly yes. over something, <laughs> you know, whereas like I always envision, envision Sagittarius as just being like, you know, <laughs> just flitting just, around. Just very loosey goosey. January Fourth, Mars enters Sag. I think this will be okay. Um, I mean, Mars is going to be in a fire sign, and yeah, Sag is like, you know, like more philosophy driven, more truth driven. I still think, I still think Mars will. I, I think Mars will have an okay time. I think he'll be like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of work. I'm kind of, kind of ready to party a little bit maybe maybe Taiwan on like I could see Mars just kind of kind of doing party time being then. ready to relax yeah and if you think about it too that's right around you know uh, the new year mm-hmm. so yeah yeah all right we're we're coming to the big one pretty soon I'm breaking a rule we actually we're, we're gonna talk about January <laughs> um, we already talked about it a little bit on January tw- 10th there is a lunar eclipse in Cancer, a full moon in Cancer. And what I think is so cool about this, and this is only for central time, but it happens at 1.11 I know, PM. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. I had to put that in the notes because you and I had that text conversation where I was just like, the numbers are fucking killing me lately. Yeah, and you were like, And you're like, oh, my God. And ever since I did, like, all that sigil magic, that's mm-hmm. when it started, like, happen it like because I did like I did like three sigils or whatever mm-hmm. and um 
did like three magical workings in like a week and a half, which is like a lot for me. Yeah. Like normally I'm like, uh, oh yeah, when I need it. But this mm-hmm. was like, a, this is happening now. And like, yeah, so I had to put that in the notes <laughs> of like 1 11 p.m. Central Standard Time on January 11th. Uh, it's going to be in Cancer. So the other one was in Capricorn. You know, mm-hmm. we've got the, the axis, the Cancer yeah. Capricorn axis. We talked about this a little bit. You know, about everything being dredged up this mm-hmm. past year. Now, at this point, with this lunar eclipse, we're into 2020. It's happened. Yeah. And if Capricorn is a fa- quote-unquote father figure, mm-hmm. and Cancer is the mother figure, you know, we've got that dichotomy going on. And that's also very binary. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and I think over the last, I've seen it probably more over the past year, but I think over the last couple of years, the idea of binary is just not anything that works anymore. Well, no, I mean, it's just opposite ends of a spectrum. Yeah. It's not one or the other. Yeah, because there's a ton of shit in between. Mm -hmm. And I think... You know, uh, and every now and every now and again, I read something where it's just like, well, long, long, long time ago, you know, there was more than two genders. And when and when I read about it, I'm like, all of this makes so much sense. It's like, why aren't we doing this? And I think with the lunar eclipse. I, re- I really feel like, you know, like with all of this stuff that's dredged, dredged up, we're like trying to feel we're trying to feel into how we feel about all of this stuff that is draining away. You know, like we're trying to make sense of it. That's what I'm getting with the lunar eclipse. And it's also going to it's going from the masculine side to more of the feminine side. And when I say feminine, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about like a, a woman with a vagina. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about feminine energy. energy. You know, that more receptive like the yin and the yang. Yeah, I'm talking about more receptive energy because I think for a long time we haven't had that as much and I think that's really what we need right now is to be receptive Mm -hmm. to you know not everybody's family looks like this yeah not everybody's gender looks like this not everybody's societal role looks like this yeah you know not everybody's relationship looks Looks like like this this. yeah because it doesn't we've been proving it for I don't know how long and a lot of the times, you know, these people were, you know, quote unquote, outliers or whatever, or mm-hmm. a fringe. And it's just like, um, or, or just, or, uh, nor, you know, just all of these, all of these horrible words, yeah. actually, um, that was, was just put upon people. And so I feel like that is really what the feeling of it's going to be. And then the next day. We get the Saturn Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. So we've been talking about it all year, and now it's going to happen. And 
I want to caution everyone, just because it happens on this date doesn't necessarily mean anything happens on this date. Because the planets are just doing a thing up there. And we're just doing a thing down here. So what I did was I, I did some research and I found this article from the Mountain Astrologer written by Robert Hand. And it's was about the history of Saturn-Pluto aspects. So Ooh. he did, well, yeah, he did like this, it's a great article. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about all of it here. Yeah. But he did give a layout mm-hmm. over the 20th century when we had Saturn-Pluto conjunctions, squares, and oppositions. So let me give you a few of the conjunctions because that's what we're talking about here. So October 4th, 1914, kicked off World War I. This is I was was just, uh, when you said that, I was like, oh my God, is it going to be World War I? Yep. Hmm. August 11th, 1947, the Cold War, a global recession, and the UFO sightings and the birth of the CIA. Huh. November 8th, 1982. This one was less severe, but we were in economic stagnation. Mm -hmm. The Iran-Iraq war had been raging on forever at this point, Mm -hmm. and the casualty rate was astronomical. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know a lot about this, so um, I'm well, just we reading. were really young too. Yeah, I mean, I was, and they four, didn't really talk about that much six, in seven <laughs> in high school or anything like yeah. that. So, and also the Soviets were in Afghanistan, and that led to the eventual breakup of the USSR. Mm-hmm. So, what are we seeing? It's structural breakdowns now all of these were not in capricorn yeah okay but you get the idea now Mm -hmm. this one is an opposition but i thought it was important enough to mention so on august 5th of 2001 we had a saturn pluto opposition gemini and sagittarius what happened in september of 2001 9-11. So the reason I'm saying all of this is because astrologers, the uh, astrologers that I've been reading and listening to, they talk about these conjunctions, squares and oppositions because they are hard hard aspects as like they usually trigger something important in history. Mm -hmm. Now, generally doesn't happen on that day of the of the opposition. But you have a lot of events leading up to it, applying, and then you have the exacting of it, and then you have the releasing of it. So that's when, so it's like build up, thing, release, and all of the other stuff that happens. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. And usually like with squares, you Mm -hmm. know, you get like three hits and stuff like that. So, so uh, this year it's, we're only going to get one. We're Mm -hmm. only going to get Saturn Pluto conjunction once. But, what I think is important for you and I to talk about now is what's been happening over the last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, it's it's pro- I mean, it's probably I mean, I know it's too much to go over, but it's what we've been talking about this entire time. If Capricorn is the structure if Saturn is the boundary and the limits of things, mm-hmm. and if Pluto is death and transformation 
and crisis and these two are fusing together. I mean, I look at conjunctions as kind of like, I'm trying to be like you. No, you're trying to be like me. Like, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. a, it's almost like an argument. Yeah. And in traditional astrology, Saturn was the end of the line. Saturn was death. Mm-hmm. In modern astrology, Pluto is death. So you basically got two grim reapers. Head to head. Head to head. One representing the structure mm-hmm. and one representing the death of that structure. Yeah. And like I said, all of these binaries, dichotomies and all of that are breaking down. Mm-hmm. We see tons of economic frustration. We see tons of generational frustration. I know it kind of comes out in the zeitgeist or whatever as like, okay, boomer, and my favorite of the Gen X memes, because, well, I'm Gen X. <laughs> but but there's all of this tension. Mm-hmm. And so this tension is about to collide. And what happens after that is just what happens after that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But Jupiter is in Capricorn. And Jupiter was helping us because Jupiter was in Sagittarius. But now Jupiter is in Capricorn in a not-so-great condition. Probably not going to be able to help us out as much. So (laughs) it's, and thinking back to the eclipses and the moon cycles, it's like, I'm excited about change, but I don't know what this change is. Well, and two, I think part of it is the, the pain and like the messiness that comes with the growth and the under and the you know eventual understanding of all of that and that's where like that apprehension I think kind of is because we know that no matter what change it comes along that there's going to be some sort of ugliness and comfortableness because change isn't easy it's not you know, a simple process. It's not a clean thing, you know. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that it's all on us. Mm-hmm. That's how we look at it. It's yeah, it's it's all on us. And there is there is such a reactionary way of being mm-hmm. like like the well, I'm not like that. I'm not racist. Not all men, you mm-hmm. know. It's like, wait, like, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we weren't talking about yeah, you. Yeah, listen to yourself. Why are you <laughs> reacting that way? What yeah. is causing that outburst? Why do you feel it necessary to say those things in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I read last night, uh, it was the World Health Organization. They put out this this study. It was done in 2019. And there was another article I read, so I, I'm probably cross-pollinating them. But basically, right now, there's a woman shortage. And this is the first time it's ever happened in history. Generally, our population is pretty, ev- e- e- um, pretty even between, mm-hmm. you know, those who have penises and those who have vaginas. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty even. But because of violence against women... Mm-hmm. Because of uh, economic inequality, Mm -hmm. because of 
women not having or, or it, women not having autonomy over their bodies. Mm-hmm. There's less women now. Well, and not to mention <laughs> just the simple fact, too, all of that. But what about cultures who sought to, you know, ha- not have as many women because they weren't seen as valuable? Yeah. So, oh, they know, talked about that big yeah, time. Like right now in right now in Asia, there's mm-hmm. 80 million more men than there are women. Yes. And there's tons of human trafficking happening because they need a wife. Yep. But they didn't want to have all the girls, so they're having a. They're literally kidnapping women and across borders and bringing them back, raping them, impregnating them, and then like when they have the baby, they just kind of send them back. <laughs> and it, yeah, I mean, like reading some of this stuff was like truly mm-hmm. horrific, and and you know, I was just so just in thinking about that, the lack of receptivity that there is you know to like being okay with women existing and being okay with women having autonomy another depressing statistic is in the United States alone 22 trans women were killed this year all but two of them were women of color you know, it's disgusting. Yeah, and it's you know, but because you've got some feelings about a gender mm-hmm. binary that you know you don't want to let go of because it gives you power yeah. or it gives you the illusion of power. Yeah. It's, it's totally really it the illusion of power. Yeah. Uh yeah. So Pluto is going to come along and knock the ever living hell out of all of this illusion. And all of this structure. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight. No. Mm-mm. No. This, sh- I mean, and this is going to, be- people are like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Is it going to be a civil war? Is it going to be that? I'm not making, I'm not making any predictions about that because ugh, anything can happen. But the thing is, is that there is always something beautiful that comes out of a death like this. Yes. And it may take, it, it's going to take time and it's yeah. going to take hard work. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that here's where you can take heart. All of that work, you've been doing it already this year, you know. And if you're the type of person who is like, I just don't know what to do. It, you know, it's something, it can, it can be something as simple as like, you know, if you're a dude and some other dude it works as a rape joke. Call Tell dude, yes. like, not cool, and walk away. Like, don't reward and be okay with bad behavior. No. You know, it's it's something as simple as that. It's something as simple as, like, donating to a charity. Just anything you can do. Anything you can do sometimes and sometimes you don't have money, like just share the Kickstarter for the person. Like just it's be the simple, good in the world. Yeah, it's simple thing it's simple things like that. But the other thing too is step to the back of the room and listen. Mm-hmm. You know, really listen. Because I feel like with you know, Saturn is the kind of planet that when you haven't listened, mm-hmm. 
comes and kicks your ass. Yes. Slaps you in the face with it. It was like, well, um, apparently you don't understand because you have a thick head. I know from experience. I've had some serious... Saturn oh, yeah. Her. yeah. So, yeah. like, I know what it's like for Saturn to be like, uh, bitch. Yeah. We, yeah, we all. listen. Told you. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, sometimes when we have our Saturn transits, depending on how they are, they can be like these great experiences. But other times it's like Saturn, will, Saturn is going to kick your ass at least mm-hmm. once in your lifetime. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, sometimes it's long and drawn out and sometimes it's very short lived. But this, I mean, it, we're because we're speaking from like a man, mundane overall sort of way. This is kind of like a cosmic ass kicking. Mm hmm. And we're going to have to get comfortable with letting a lot of shit go. You know, a lot of things that we had faith in, a lot of things that, quote unquote, protected us, a lot of illusions that helped us have consistency in our lives is just gonna go or at least the thought that we had the thought yeah things the thought yeah the thought that we had and i'm not saying that like oh no come january 11th you're going to be destitute and homeless no that's not what i'm saying it's just that there is going to be a complete and total restructuring there's going to be a shake-up yeah and uh, some astrologers have have described this aspect the saturn pluto conjunction as the tower card from the tarot you know, and the Tower card is one of those cards that to me is an incredibly beautiful card because it's basically it's it's saying you built something on sand and it was beautiful at the time and it served you at the time, but it no longer serves you. It wasn't meant to last. It wasn't meant because nothing is permanent. Nothing, nothing is permanent. Nope. Not even the meat ships that we're in. Nope, they they have an expiration date. And, you know, and it's like what you built, you built it on sand. It was beautiful. It worked for you at the time. But you know what? It just doesn't work anymore. And now let it go. I am going to strike it with lightning. And now you've got to build all over again. And as hurtful and as frustrating as that is, I have faith in you that you will build something awesome. So Mm -hmm. really, with all of this, we do have an opportunity. I mean, you look at... Look at climate change. I was talking to my mom yesterday, and she was just like, I just don't know. She was like, I don't know if we're going to make it. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, I actually, which my mom is the most Pollyanna person on the Mm -hmm. planet. Mm -hmm. So it really worries me when my mom is like, like, I don't know if we're going to make it. And it Mm -hmm. had to, and it was me who said, no, we will. I may not live to see it. Yeah. But we will in some sort of way, and I pray that it will be better than what we have now. Yeah. Like, you know, to think, like, you know, 100 years from now, we're like, you know, mm-hmm. these old constructs of, you know, marriage and family and gender roles and all of that is like, and sexuality is like, yeah. is no more. It's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. You know, there's no... Uh, what did Gloria Steinem say? She said, you know, I don't want anybody in power. I think we can all just stand in a circle. I'm like, yes, that's that's mm-hmm. what it needs to be. Yep. So, oh, my God, how do you feel? <laughs> uh, I feel good. 
I feel very emotional. I will yes. be honest with you. I feel very emotional, but it's good. It is a good emotional. It is a good emotional. So with that, you want to pull some cards? Yes. All right. All right. So now is the time when we pull some cards. So we're going to pull for December. We're just going to focus on December. <laughs> I know we focused a little bit on January. Um, so our how we feel going into the month is six of cups okay so this uh, and i'm using the draconis deck so as you can see this this dragon is giving he's giving a boy a skull <laughs> i like that dragon yeah i do too and then there's like six flaming blue cups like that are lighting the path for this this child that is receiving this gift um so yeah i mean we are we we're in the giving season and like traditionally like when i think of smith rider weight it's a older child giving a younger child a a cup of like flowers or whatever mm-hmm. and they i think they're white so to me this is like the passing of wisdom like from I was thinking the same thing with the skull, especially like that knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the knowledge of transformation, mm-hmm. the knowledge of the knowledge of Pluto as as hard as that knowledge and lesson can be. Yeah, it's and it's a part of it's a part of growing up. Yep. You yeah. know, no matter what age you are, there's about to be a lot of growing up. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not done yet, but um, and also too, we're coming into we're still in we're still the sun is still in Sag in the beginning of December. So and Sagittarius is the ruler of the ninth house, which is the philosopher, the teacher, the I hate this word, but guru. <laughs> <laughs> Largely because the connotations of guru are like some yeah. creepy person taking advantage of people, yeah. which is unfortunate that it's become that. But just a, a teacher of like, so and passing down those lessons. So that's, that's the energy that we're in as we come into the month. So our task for the month is the chariot. So you see this man riding on a dragon, trying to control the dragon (laughs) ah quote-unquote control (laughs) the The illusion of control the illusion of control but the only thing that we have real control over is ourselves Mm -hmm. so there's this lesson that's being passed down to us and maybe that lesson is like gaining control over ourselves because all of this stuff happening in the heavens it's going to happen it's going to have some effect on your life depending on what your your personal transits are and all of that but really the only thing we can control is ourselves and too with that particular card what i kind of see from that as well is the fact that you know we you have two you know you have a writer and you have the animal Mm -hmm. um each of those things can only be in control of themselves but Mm -hmm. when you can control yourselves 
in such a manner and you can bring it together and you can cooperate, you can go pretty fucking far. Yeah. 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 You can have the forward motion. Yeah. You can have, you know, uh, what is it? I think in Smith right away, right, wait, excuse me. It's uh, onward towards victory, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. So that's our task for them. That's our task for the month. And then our final is, ooh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this is five, this is, uh, this is five of swords. So, so fives are struggle. So the overall theme and we've got those we've got that eclipse at the end of the month i mean that that eclipse is like what is it's the i'm hopeful but i'm uncertain this is this is the same thing like what am i really fighting for mm-hmm. what am i really fighting for and you know there's this feeling there's this feeling of being trapped and I don't I'm not trying to end this on like a sad note I look at this as like this is this is a um I don't want to use I don't want to use the term warning but it is it's kind of like a forewarning of like don't struggle under the weight of your own bullshit mm-hmm. you know this is another one of those things of like you're gonna have to let it go you know you're gonna have to you're going to have to surrender because think about it. This dude, if he just relaxed a little bit, he'd be able to get out from under that big dragon paw probably. Yeah. But now he's all tense and trying to get up and it's just kind of like you're going to have to you're going to have to figure out how to win the battle a different way. Instead of, you know, being fear-based, you know, look at it from another perspective. I think that has a lot to do with it too is changing of our perspectives yeah well and we talked a little bit about it last month of like be curious about the world Mm -hmm. and with the sun being in Sagittarius most of the month I mean remember it doesn't go into Capricorn you know we don't get daddy until about the 22nd there is this opportunity for us to be curious about the world for us to be curious about you know why we feel the way we feel about things, why we act the way we act. I mean, attack things from a curiosity standpoint rather than like, well, that's just the way it's always been. Yeah. I I can't think any other way. Yeah, you, you can. Be like, oh, you well, can. Why, well, why is that? Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I, I This was another thing that I read. It was about how the how the brain works. And apparently when you say, like, if I say this to you, women should not be allowed to be autonomous beings. It probably, like, raises you up a little bit of, like, fuck you. You know? Oh, yeah. There's a reason for that. It's because your amygdala is like, ah! I'm not safe. I got to fight. It's the it's it's the same whether I'm coming at you. It's the same whether if I'm coming at you like ready to punch you or me saying something like that. It's the same response. So we've got to be able like in these situations where when we're being 
presented with information that like that is an affront to everything we believe or whatever we've got to be able to take a step back and breathe first Mm -hmm. and be like okay the only thing i can control is me me my reactions my thoughts my yeah and a lot of shit like is it an argument worth having or like you were saying earlier about i can't remember which aspect but like i think it was the eclipse where you were like i'm trying to you know i just want to figure out like where my energy should go like there's a there's a lot of that like what are you really struggling against and if you know if it's something that's not worth your energy then just surrender and move on yeah you know but don't let you know don't allow you know that 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 fear response that flight you know the flight fight freeze response like you know, it's there and it's real. Yeah. But in those situations, it's like, okay, I got to take a step back from it. So, yeah, lots lots of lessons to be learned, lots of getting control over ourselves, lots of knowing when to fight, knowing when to let it go. Like, that's... <laughs> That's when that's that's what we're into this month. You just uh, I, for some reason when you were saying that I I uh, thought of the gambler. You know, like you got to know when, when to hold them. Know when to fold them. <laughs> know when to walk away. Walk away. Know when, know when to, run. to run. Like you never count your, your money. <laughs> we are so children of the eighties. <laughs> I love it. All right. So with that. Thank you again for being here and bantering with me about oh, of all course. of this stuff. Thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> oh, God. There's nothing to put up with. That's awesome. Oh, my God. You know what I'm really excited about now? What? Dinner. Oh, yeah. Because we get to go have a dinner and a drink. Yes. It, yes. <laughs> so, all right, everyone, thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful, oh. happy, and safe new year. Yes. And have fun celebrating Whatever it is you feel like celebrating, celebrate yourself. I was just going to say, celebrate life. You got one. (laughs) Exactly. Celebrate that. Exactly. All right. Later. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.